Pastor John, he, he introduced uh, our series, the I Am series last week, Unlocking Your Identity. And like, I encourage you to watch this if you didn't, weren't here last week or listen to it on podcast. And he spoke about a grasshopper mindset. In Numbers 13, 33, it says, there we saw giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So this is the response of the Israelites the spies who were sent to survey the land of Canaan before the Israelites were going to enter it and conquer it. It was the promised land. God had actually given it to them. But the Israelite spies, they were so intimidated by these giants. And we know that giants, even in our lives, can be intimidating. They look big. They look scary. They're ugly too, right? They are. Like they got fangs and stuff like that. But anyway, these giants, they're there. And they were intimidated by the giants, by the size and strength of the giants. So it made them feel like small little bugs, like small little grasshoppers, powerless. But that negative perception of themselves, it caused them to doubt their ability to conquer and enter the the land that God had promised them. You know, we can have a grasshopper mindset, a negative self-image, and a lack of confidence that can hold us back from achieving all that God has actually purposed us to achieve in our lives. So how do we, like, move from this grasshopper mindset, this inferiority complex intimidation mindset where we perceive uh, ourselves in a certain way, and then we think everyone else thinks that? We find situations that we we attract... uh, situations that cause us to think, see, told you. See, I knew I was that. See, I failed at that. See, we, we, we do that because of our own thinking about ourselves and how other people think about us. Honestly, who cares what other people think about us? It's none of our business. I heard that one time and I thought, what? Good point. That is none of our business. So let me pray. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you're here, that your word is powerful, that it brings life, it brings light. Lord, I just pray that you would reveal to each person here what they need to know today, Father. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Father, for the peace of God. I thank you for what you're going to do in every person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys are good at the amens. You know, from the time I gave my heart to God, which is like 20 years ago now, woo! Yeah, like David said, I am uh, still a transforming life, as you can see, but I have transformed so much uh, from that time. But I had to change the way that I thought about, about, about a lot of things, actually, so many things. Welcome online. Uh, well, and one in particular was how I thought about God. I was brought up to believe in God, but I had no relationship with him. My thoughts of God were... He's the big guy in the sky. He is distant. He only cared about people who were super good and had it all together, and that was not me. Uh, The only time he really would pay attention to me was when I did something wrong, and then he would frown upon me. That was my, that's what I thought God was, like the big judge in the sky. But likewise, though, the only time I gave God any time was when I was in trouble and I needed help. Didn't even think about him any other time. I was like, ah, yeah, who is he? But still, there was this whole way of thinking, which was wrong thinking. So in my journey uh, to get to know 
and I've got to know God a lot better. Like I know Jesus loves me, that he's chosen me, that he wants the best for me, that he thinks about me all the time. And he's like smiles. Like I know. But the thing is, that's the way he feels about you. He loves you. He thinks about you all the time. It says that in the Bible. He smiles upon you. He wants to bless you. His favor is upon you. You know, you might be here today and you don't actually have a relationship with a God, with God. And a little bit later, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite a God that loves you into your heart a little bit later. So we're talking about identity. Our identity and thought patterns have been programmed over years and years and years by our parents and authority figures, uh, by our own experiences, and by our own self-talk. Many of them are not true. What? That's right. We think they're true because they're patterns of thoughts that we've played and re replayed over and over and over in our own heads. It may be things uh, that, were, that are going on right now or from the past or even what we think about our future. And it can make us emotional. It can make us upset. It can make us sad. It can make us happy. It can make us fearful. It can make us angry. But we talk about the thoughts and the lies, and we need to recognize which ones are not the truth. So we've got a slide here. It's called Recognize the Lies. You would have seen it last week. There's a lot of lies up there. I don't want you to get bogged down in the lies, but honestly, there's so many there that I reckon that I've probably done most of these at some time in my life. You know, I'm too old, I'm inferior, I'm not good enough. That's probably big on my, that my previous list. I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable. Uh, I'm disqualified by my past and things that we've done. Uh, I am not as good as David Crowder. Who could be as good as him? <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I will never be healed. <laughs> Stop it. That's an inferiority complex. No, no, I will never measure up. You know, all those things, the, these are lies. So we can take take that down. You can see there that you've probably read a few things that stood out to you. Maybe one or two, maybe more than one or two. Now, they are lies, and uh, part of the way of getting rid of a grasshopper mindset is recognizing first that they are lies. Uh, in February 2020, Pastor John, he preached a series called Breaking Intimidation, and it was over four weeks. Incredible. If you feel intimidated, like, you need to listen to that. It's on our podcast, February 2020. So it's based on the lies that we believe about God, about ourselves, and about others. Those lies can actually cause us to shrink back or disqualify ourselves. And there, there were four R's. Like, the first one is you need to recognize and repent. So that's number one is repent. Repent means to say you're sorry to God. To say, You know, repent for believing the lie. So that's the first one. Repent for believing the lie, just to say sorry to God. The second thing is to release. Release anyone who has hurt you and caused you to believe these lies. Sometimes we're told things and we hold it against that person all our lives. They could be dead now. I mean, or they, they could be anywhere, they, anything. But we've got that little thing going on in our head like, oh, you'll never make it. You'll never. That was a lie. But we need to release that person from telling us that lie, okay? Release them. It's a forgiveness journey. The third one is uh, to rebuke the demonic spirit that attaches itself to the lie. There's a spiritual component to this. And then the fourth one, which is what we're looking at, is renewing our mind. 
All right. So renewing our mind, in Romans 12, uh, verse 2, it says, and do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, the word transformed is the Greek word metamorpho. It's the word that we use to describe metamorphosis, just as we talked about Michelle. You know, it's the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. It changes from the inside out. See, transformation, it's a process of changing from the inside out by renewing your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So one of the lies I believed, and I don't know, I always used to put myself in, in situations where it would get affirmed, was like, I just struggled with rejection. I felt like I didn't belong, I never fit, and I'm not good enough. All those things, and that came out of being rejected. And it started early on in my life. My mother uh, fell pregnant with me at the age of 16. So when I found that out, I thought, well, I just knew, like, I'm an accident. I'm a mistake. So all, you know, for many, many years, I just thought, you know, I wasn't even meant to be here. I'm just like, I'm an accident. And then it just went on and on and on. My parents separated when I was six. And I felt rejected. They weren't rejecting me, but on the inside of me, I felt rejected. I went to live with my grandparents. I didn't live with either of my parents for four years. So the rejection, the, the hurt, the, like in, in a six, I was six years old to 10, I lived with my grandparents. Uh, that, you know, it was the constant rejection, or I just, I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough um, for my parents to stay together. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't even be here in the first place. I'm a mistake. I'm an accident. So all these things in my mind, uh, I got bullied at school because I was a Māori, which is uh, in New Zealand. Uh, and it was, I mean, I got called horrible names, you know, blackie, nigger, all sorts of things. Rejection, again, I didn't fit, I didn't belong. So all those situations, uh, just put that on the inside of me. I don't belong, I don't fit, I, you know, what, I, how am I gonna fit? And then, you know, I, I missed out on jobs because I was a female. I'm like, whoa, you know, everything's wrong with me. Now I'm a female, whoa, far out, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, there's all sorts of things, on and on and on. You know, failed marriages, failed relationships, uh, feeling like not good enough as a parent, like so many things on and on. Oh man, I'm sounding like a real mess now, but th this, is what, this, is what, this is what happens on the inside of us as we go through life. All these things, like I, the lie in my head is I'm an accident, I'm a mistake, I'm not good enough, I don't belong, I don't fit. I'm a female, like what the heck, like seriously. So, so you can have this low self-worth and low self-esteem. And I remember the day that I read uh, this in the Bible, and it's God speaking to Jeremiah. It's in Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And another verse that says, I appointed you for my holy purpose. You know, I might have been a surprise to my parents, but I was not a surprise to God. You are not a surprise to God. You are not an accident. I don't care how you were born. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You were born. God knew you. God knew you before he formed you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you before you were born. 
And he actually gave you an assignment, a purpose. He put purpose in you. He's put gifts in you. Wow. Blew my mind. No longer was I a mistake. No longer did I have to worry about how I was born. God knew me and God knew you. Don't ever think that you're here just to like flap around in the breeze. God puts you here with a purpose. He loves you. He's for you. There's holiness inside of you. And he wants to show you. How you find that out? He chose you. Oh my goodness. He chose us before we were born with that assignment, with that purpose, with that meaning. And we can discover this as we follow him. He's already got a plan for us. It says that in the Bible, a plan and a purpose for good and not for evil, to bring us hope and a future. He's got a plan for us and he's already mapped it out. We just need to follow him. We need to follow him. So a bit further on, after that, you know, like he's telling Jeremiah, like, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah... Straight away, the first thing he says that comes out of his mouth, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. He's feeling inadequate. He's feeling insecure because he's never, he doesn't even know what that entails. He doesn't know. What am I supposed to do? God's telling him that's what he formed him for, to be a prophet to the nations. But he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm too young. He's feeling, and then God says to him, do not say, I am too young. Do not say I am a mistake. Do not say I'm an accident. Do not say I don't belong. Do not say all those things. Do not say it. We need to watch what we say. So God formed him. He knew him and he had appointed Jeremiah to do that. So you can see how all these things that we go through life and can put different, those different things that replay in our minds about ourselves and how do we get rid of that? We renew our minds. And how do you renew? I'm going to talk about how you renew our minds, but there's, one, there's only one point that I'm actually going to concentrate on. So anyway, how do we renew our minds? Like, you know, we, we come along to church. We are part of a community. We, we go to groups and we, we be around people who encourage us. And, and we listen to preaching. We listen to the Word of God. We listen to podcasts. Put yourself in an atmosphere to renew your mind. If you can get to Brisbane... To, to Bridgman Downs, get there. Put yourself in an atmosphere that will renew your mind. So the key, the number one key is the Word of God to renewing our minds. The Word of God, is, it's got creative powers. I love the Word of God. This doesn't have anything to do with how you feel right now. Our relationship with God is not based and judged uh, on feelings. I could be feeling awful. I could be feeling so unspiritual right now. Oh, I'm just so unspiritual. But it doesn't actually change the authenticity of the Word of God. It does not. It doesn't matter how I feel. The Word of God will work at the right time, the right Word. It's got nothing to do with feelings. So what we're talking about today is declaring the Word of God. That's the one thing that's going to renew your mind. So in Job 22:28 it says, "You shall also 
uh, decree a thing or declare a thing. It's decree or declare a, th- a thing. And it shall be established for you. And the light shall shine upon your ways. To decree or declare. To decree means to legislate. To bring something into order. To structure something. You can bring your life in order. You can structure it by what you decree and declare over it. Okay, direct de- declarations are the key to unlocking your identity. And we're talking about I am statements. See, in Exodus, God states his own name for the very first time. You know, God says to Moses, like, I am who I am. He's so cool, right? He's a cool God. Like, I am, that is his name, I am. He's the great I am. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the pearl of great price, wonderful counselor, mighty God. He is I am. That's who God is. Now, Jesus, he also had I am statements. He had seven of them. They're in the book of John. Like Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. See, the best way to defeat a lie is to know and speak the truth. The next time the enemy lies about you to you or accuses you of something or being unworthy, declare your identity in Christ. You need to declare your identity in Christ. So I've got some, uh, my my own I, I am statements that I used to say in early days of becoming a Christian because I had some major things I had to work on. Because of the rejection, I needed to counter that with the love of God. So in Colossians 3.12, it talks about I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm part of his holy people. So I used to say, I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm loved, I'm chosen. I am redeemed and forgiven because of the things I'd done myself. Oh, I, I wanted to be reminded that Jesus has paid a price for me. He's redeemed me. He's paid a price for me. And I am forgiven. That price is he's taken my sins. I don't have to uh, hold them on the inside of me to just, you know, eat me up on the inside anymore. I am redeemed and forgiven. So that's in Colossians. I am free from condemnation. In Romans 8, uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those who know and love him. No condemnation. I needed that. I needed the freedom. I needed to... I just used to feel like I was just carrying massive weights around on me. I need to be free of that. I would condemn myself. But there is no condemnation in Jesus. There is freedom. I am free from condemnation. I am a new creation in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5:17 it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I had to say that because for a long, long time, there's just no way I believed it. I just felt like I'm still the same person. I've still got the same hang-ups. I've still done all those horrible things. I've still had all those horrible things done to me. So I would say most of those things and just not even believe it. But it started to come out of my mouth. And you know, faith comes from my hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So that is the Word of God. I'm loved and chosen. I'm redeemed and forgiven. I'm free from condemnation. I'm a new creation. And then the last one, like, I am more than a conqueror. Oh, wow. Because I thought, man, you know, you know, when you know, like, 
There's more in you. You know it. You know it. Like all of you are like, yeah, I know that. You do. There is more in you. And I thought, there's more in me. But I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. So I would say that all the time. Like, I am more than a conqueror. Because it says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So all of these things are because I am in Christ. That's the start. We need to be in Christ. We need to be following him. But as we declare, as we say that, you can take a photo if you want. It doesn't, like, you know, we're doing that. We're just putting some of our, but you don't have to, if you start, have tons, just start. Start with something that you know you really need. Just start with something. And the thing is, you know, doing something good uh, one time doesn't produce long-lasting good results. It doesn't. You know, Henry Thoreau, he was an American philosopher, uh, and this is what he says. Actually, if you can put that last picture up, you see that. So, as a single footstep will not make a path on the earth, so a single thought will not make a pathway in the mind. To make a deep physical path, we walk again and again. To make a deep mental path, we must think over and over the kind of thoughts we wish to dominate our lives. Do you see here, like one little lonely thought, like I am loved, and all of these ones, like I'm a mistake, I'm an accident, I'm, I don't belong. I don't. Do you see which path is getting worn? We need to, if you, so at the beginning, it's not going to be easy. Because you can't just go, oh, well, I'm going to do it today, and then tomorrow you do nothing. There's that little lonely thought off there, blowing in the breeze. No, you need to actually take that word in your mouth and over and over. I'm loved by God. I'm chosen by God. I'm accepted by God. I'm loved by God. I'm chosen by God. I'm accepted by God. You know, like, so it's not about saying what you don't want. You don't say, I'm not a mistake. I'm not a mistake. No, 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 no. No, we're not declaring that. We're declaring what you do want. We were declaring that. And uh, actually, I bought in. These were my first set of cards. You see these little cards? I, I wrote my I am statements on it. That, oh, the rubber band still works. Uh, here we go. I am open. I am courageous. Oh, wow. Here we go. Uh, I am worthy. I am vulnerable. I'm courageous. I'm an abundant woman. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm diligent. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So these little cards, I would walk around in my morning walks. I loved walking. It's like walking. And I would walk around and I would memorize them. That's why I still know them now. Like, like, I mean, I didn't do it. Uh, we do have a 40-day challenge of doing this, but I did this for years. <laughs> and, and I've been declaring the Word of God over me since that time. Not necessarily those same ones, but there comes a time where it, it actually starts to get on the inside of you. It does. I used to say, you know, I'm bold, I'm confident, I'm bold, I'm confident. And I didn't believe that either, because I wasn't bold, but I am now. <laughs> I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't confident, but I am now. And the only way that happened was by walking that path, walking that path, walking that path. Yes, it's great being at church. Yes, it's great being in group. But to make the biggest difference, you're going to do that yourself. 
over and over and over and over and over again. That one, I am more than a conqueror. I mean, that stuck in my head. It got prophesied over me as well. You can actually, uh, you know, continue to speak, I am whatever you got prophesied over. I'm a bubbly person. <laughs> You're awesome. I'm like, got my arm out the chrysalis. No, no, no. You're not going to say that, Michelle. Like, yeah, I'm transforming. Yeah, yeah. But it was like that I was more than a conqueror. So I, I started saying, you know, I'm more than a conqueror. So now, whenever adversity comes, whenever something that comes that I'm just like, oh, wow, this is so hard. Whenever I see those giants, straight away, I mean, I learned this, this it's a whole thing of declarations that just goes on and on and on. But honestly, I, I started to think, you know, I speak into my mind peace, I speak into my heart courage. I speak into my feet that there are paths that I can walk on so that I can overcome every obstacle. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm loved by God. I'm accepted by God. I'm chosen of God. I'm protected by God. It goes on and on and on. But, but it's on the inside of me. And I did that in 2013, that one. But it's in me. Did I do that by just saying it once? No, it was over and over and over. I mean it. It's hard work, but it is worth it. It is worth it. That is like probably the most single thing that has changed and transformed my life and renewed my mind because it needed so much renewing, so much. But you don't have to just get one thing, just one thing. Write it down on a card. Put it up somewhere where you can see it so you don't forget to do it. Put it in the bathroom or just, you know, one or two things, whatever it is that you need. You know, if, it's, if you're intimidated or it's fear, like get a scripture out of the Bible, learn the scripture, but put, put you know, I am, uh, I have a sound mind. I, all the things the opposite of, but do it, do it. Just one thing. You can do that. I'm not trying to make it hard. You don't have to do 50,000 things. One thing. And you will find that as you do it, oh, that something gets on the inside of you. And the minute that opposite, the minute... The minute I get rejection now, immediately, I'm hearing like, God knew me. God formed me. He gave me a holy purpose. I'm loved by him. I'm chosen. Yeah. Like, do you see? Different. It still hurts sometimes, but not for long. Seriously, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, but, that, but that's what, it's the powerful God's word is powerful and it's a protector. It can, cut, it can cut things. The word of God in your mouth can be like a sword. It can cut things off you that you no longer need. Yeah, it's so good. Wow. 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 There, here we go. So we can renew your mind by declaring I am statements and speak it out loud. Speak it out loud. Let me just pray for you. Just close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that even during uh, the worship and during that time of hearing your word, Father, that you were putting in people's minds what they need to speak about them. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Father, that, you know, we're amazing because we're in you. We're in Christ. I thank you, Father, that as they think about what they're going to do, that you do give them keys one or two things, Father, that they can take and they can be diligent and they can keep walking that path and walking that path. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.